You better be quiet there. <laughs> downloading this episode of Discussing Documentaries with myself, Matt Wills, and Rick Wharton. Today is part two of four of the docu-series on Netflix, Crime Scene, Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel. And this episode is called The Secrets of the Cecil. Now, me and Rick are watching this one at a time, and then we're talking about it. And if you're listening to this episode, they must have listened to the other episode, right, Rick? I mean, we're making we're making assumptions here, but you wouldn't just start listening to episode two. But if you did, here's what you missed in episode one. Not much, really. A young girl goes missing. See, this is why we did this one earlier, because right. you had a <laughs> shitty attitude last night. All right, so I'm like, no, I'll get up early. I'll do this for Matt. I'll do this fucking cranky. Now, a young girl goes missing, It's incre- which is incredibly sad. Uh, it's set in the year 2013, and this is episode two, where the plot moves along. Now, just to recap, my thoughts on episode one were, they haven't stretched this out for four hours. And then I watched this episode, they bloody well have. They have. You know it's I will get to it. We'll get yeah. to it, because I, I, I went on a little journey of my opinion of this documentary on this one. Because um, Ron Howard is an exec producer on I this. I saw that name on the end, yeah. Yeah, happy days. So, Rick, lead, lead us in, my man. Lead us in. Do you know he's the next-door neighbour of Triple H? Who's Triple H? He's uh, the big wrestler. He's like the one, oh, okay. one, of, the, one, one of the biggest wrestlers, yeah. A mate, mate of mine went to Camp America, and uh, they had like a super rich kid that was doing Camp America. Like, they were like, not the kids, the people doing, like, the counsellors or whatever the fuck yeah, they okay. called out Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. And uh, so they went to this super rich guy's house, and um, his dad had a boat. And he went, does anyone know how to drive a boat? And he went, oh, I do. <laughs> and then, so, obviously, he didn't know how to drive a fucking boat. He just assumed <laughs> it would be the same as a Citroen. So, uh, yeah, they got, they got stuck out. He crashed it coming back in. <laughs> I, I so, always like those people. You know, the ballsy people. Yeah, I can do that. Because now and again, they'll pull it off. And they're, they're like, amazing. Uh, He's the type of guy I was trying to put together a little like birthday shindig for our last, and I'm I, like I try to book it like a comedy gig. So what I did is I was like, right, get a couple of her mates. Then I need someone who's a talker, who just who's uncomfortable with silence. And he'll talk through it, and he's it will get and that will get him to do that shit. And then it just you know, the, and he dresses well, so it looks good. He's like a compere. <laughs> <laughs> and people can just tell me it's lovely that I did what I did. Um, <laughs> Well, so, it, I think your friend is the one who put their hand up to lead the investigative team at the Cecil Hotel when poor Elisa Lamb went missing, because we learn how shocking they are in this episode. Oh, yeah. There's, I'll do um, it. I'll, I'll be in charge of that. Have you run an investigation team before? No, but I once drove a boat. So let's get <laughs> on to it. Get, <laughs> How did the, the investigation team literally kept having to take afternoons off because they had auditions for NCIS? Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's, what, that's what I get from the LA police. They're like, yeah, just waiting for my break, boss. Give me what, what's the case? Yeah, it's fine. 
He's got to get um, new sunglasses. I keep breaking them at crime scenes, taking them off. <laughs> I haven't learned that yet. It's a skill. Um, so the opening scene of this one, uh, Amy Price, the manager, said they found a dead guest in a room on, and that was her first day at work. And here's how Amy is like your mate, because she said, yeah, so I, I took the job of the manager of the Cecil Hotel. Yeah. Never done that before. Never been. Never worked in uh, hospitality. Never worked in the hotel game. Never worked in maintenance. But I thought, yeah, I could do that. This is. <laughs> I thought this is going to bring out Matt's angry inner <laughs> bellboy. He's going to. They, she doesn't know the game. She doesn't she know does. how to do this. But she yeah. took pride in it. That's this is she what gets great people pride. For. She's got. She's got Matt yeah. Will's pride in her. Job. She has. This is how she yeah. Got and she's I, like, I was running it properly, and it's it is a little bit fascinating how they um, go into what they do with the Cecil because yes. what they're building up is just like how does this place operate and exist really in between the the whole murder investigation hmm. so like as you said on the first day they took the, the maintenance dude a person died here a person died there a person yeah. died here what is it she said are there any rooms where anyone hasn't died and Mr. Lopez just carried on walking because <laughs> we know there's 700 rooms the place has been there a hundred years so she had, on average, eight to ten deaths a year in that hotel. Yeah. And I started to develop a similar type of pet peeve to yourself with this because then they bring in John Larden again. He went, I started a YouTube channel, and I was just like, I don't like these web sleuths. They're going through her <laughs> Tumblr like it's fucking pertinent to anything that's happened. Do you know what I mean? Like, if I yes. went missing, Matt... If I went missing and they started analysing my fucking FIFA weekend league results, I'd be devastated. <laughs> just if I had just what like a shame. some yeah, some team blogger going, oh, you see the way he goes to four two three one when he's up. That's just sure she's got a lack of confidence in his defence, doesn't it? Like <laughs> fuck you. What I didn't like about John Lorden was the way he introduced himself. I consider myself a YouTuber, which is recognised in the dictionary now. Have you some insecurities about your life, sir? Is that what's going on here? He's out, he's out to be at some Thanksgiving going, it's a job. What? Yeah. <laughs> it's a fucking job. And the reason I didn't like John Lorden was he reminded me too much of myself justifying my existence currently to my missus. Well, podcasting's a job, all right? Yeah, that's it. I love Back it because our, our lass's expectations of me is so low. It's not even that this is a job. This is like he's doing something. <laughs> like He's out the fucking <laughs> living room for five minutes. At least he's socialising with someone. That's good. That's <laughs> Maybe him be able to talk shit about what you when he sees someone on TV and he can say he looks like such and such. Maybe he'll be monetized at some point. <laughs> One last thing on the YouTube is there, Matt, because when they start to say, like, I became obsessed with her, and I'm like, if I was casting a TV show and I had to cast someone that had a young Asian fetish, they wouldn't not look like the people that are talking right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> A married guy with a hard drive he keeps at the back of his wardrobe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. I just I just had to find her. I had to find her. Maybe you should be really impressed that I found her. I don't know. We're saying, we don't know what could happen, isn't it? That's amazing. <laughs> but, so the LAPD, they released the video of Elisa in the lift. And it didn't just go viral. This is what I call going viral. Because people go, oh, yeah, it got like 100,000 views. That's viral. No, this this YouTube video went viral. 25 million views. And they touched on a couple of our theories. They had the LSD theory in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And she had been sharing a room. I was right on that. She was, yeah, mover. yeah. And then they moved her to a room. Imagine being people... moved in the Cecil. How bad are you fucking <laughs> behaving? <laughs> <laughs> this is a place full of prostitutes, rapists, and a serial killer. They even go into the serial killers. Oh, yeah, they got into the Night Stalker dude as well, like yeah, Ramirez. This poor lass. I'm sorry, you're just too much for the season. You're just too optimistic. Yeah. <laughs> hey, isn't Skid Row beautiful? Shut up. Get off your fucking Tumblr. But I, I looked up Tumblr. Just obviously, I didn't want to search the story, but I was curious what Tumblr was. It hosts over 465 million blogs, and 21 million posts are put on there every single day. I mean, right. it's pretty popular, right? For people yeah, yeah, putting yeah. stuff I, up. I know there. it's a thing. I yeah, thought yeah. that's. I honestly just thought Tumblr is where you got memes from because Tumblr is normally just slightly across the bottom of yes. the memes. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. So, are we um, old? We <laughs> let's are. Start a, <laughs> let's start a TikTok channel, Matt. Do you know? I had to, for a guy that uh, I, I sometimes collaborate with. He made me get TikTok, and uh, I can't. I can't. I. I. It's people being dicks in public for attention. I fucking detest it. Like, yeah. But it's the most watched video site on the planet. But that's because of the... Well, yeah, but there's more of us than there are of kids globally. There's a... Not on TikTok. No, I mean, like, globally as as a population of planet Earth, or my generation anyway, yeah, there's more of us than there is a you, you young'uns. Yeah, this 33-year-old cherub you're working with here. Yes, (laughs) He's got all the potential in the world. (laughs) Look at him. He looks so young. Um, He got used to being bald early. What an advantage. (laughs) Think of the time you save. I'm I'm reasonably jealous of bald people. Um, So Elisa Lamb writes on Tumblr, which seems a weird place to air your, your stuff like this to me. And I think this is an age thing. So she writes on there that she's bipolar. Mm. I, I find that strange. I find any public... Stuff like that. When people put up that their parents have died and they post it on Facebook, I always find that very strange. The parents one I can kind of understand because there's a lot of family on there. Yeah. Whereas there is the people that just say the person who operated the fourth puppet in the show Labyrinth died and then they write four paragraphs about how that really affected their confidence in their lives. And you're like, well, what are you saving back for when your folks die? Because... <laughs> Because if it's, if it's not puppeteer four, like <laughs> you, you got to hold some back. That you've just done your magnum opus on that guy. Yeah, you've got nothing left for poor old mum and dad. Poor oh, bastards. Man. David Bowie's PA just died. That really is the end of an era. <laughs> like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not diminishing people's death. What I'm saying is, I don't think some of this sorrow is genuine. <laughs> like, did you just five minutes before you made that post, you, you picture, took a picture of you of yourself of a fucking biscuit saying living your best life. <laughs> so which one is it? Um, so and yeah, there is the, a little bit of people kind of stating the medical history like it's a qualification. Yes, absolutely. Here's my CV. Um, I think uh, you'll find I can go on this morning TV and put my Twitter fucking handle up there. <laughs> Um, so the investigators in the missing girl case, like the legal ones, that is, they they do think she's been on drugs, and then they mention, which part of my my old brain in my head just went, oh, that sounds like a place to go. The Cecil Hotel you know is what I was one hoping block. Just quickly, Matt. 
just just quickly, what I was hoping is that you'd see a guy run past with machete and go, "It's him!" It's <laughs> <laughs> <Is> the guy. <laughs> it's that. But they wouldn't in the Cecil Hotel. No one bats a bloody eyelid. But the Cecil Hotel is one block from the largest drugs market in the Western United States. And the woman who points that out was very keen to highlight the word Western United States as if, you know, there's a worse one in the East, but we're not going to talk about Eastern United States. It's here. It's the West one. It just sounds awesome. They, It sounds like they've it got market stalls set up. fucking brutal. Come on. Comic-Con no. stroke drug con is what it sounds like. <laughs> This is jail without the safety of a guard breaking it up. That's what that area looks like to me. <laughs> it does look scary, man. So what but what what did you think of this episode? This this point we're coming up to, um so that's the YouTubers going into it and analysing it. And what I really liked is there's a little bit we're skipping ahead on the background of the Cecil, but when the sluice clicked that the timestamps have been fucked with. Yeah. Because the, the thing the that kind video. of yeah. the, the thing that captured everyone's imagination was she's not acting naturally in her movements, her gestures. That yeah. could be something supernatural caught on on camera. And they're like, okay, so they, they the timestamp is smudged intentionally. And then they prove that the lift door jumps. So you lose about 52 seconds or something yes. from the video. Yeah, yeah. So her doing the weird step to the left, step to the right, move forward, move back. That's just her being anxious if it was sped up. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So so I thought that was very interesting that they found that and not the fucking detectives that watched 80 hours of Cecil footage. <laughs> like, Well... Yeah, I think some of the some bad copying was going on here. Um, I like the history that they gave you of the Cecil Hotel. It was about two minutes worth. Such a grift, isn't it? Uh, yeah, and they just went through and here's all of the deaths, and they just basically did like a rocky montage of the worst hits of the Cecil Hotel. And one of them, a woman, had an argument with her husband, jumped out the hotel window, and unfortunately hit a guy who was just walking yeah. along and killed the pair of them died. How's your luck? Yeah. There was and, um that whole just jumping out the window out of spite. Like whenever I see a to-do list, I'm like one of these days. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pin that thing to me fucking chest and just fling myself out the window. Unfortunately, it's like eight feet of store. So I'm like, no, I really You're do need a shovel. Survived. I'll need a shovel. This. I should have done the to-do list. <laughs> the, um, the best talking header in the world, Kenneth Givens, even he said, now he's a bit of a badass, right? I get the impression. Now he was, he'd done 21 years of being homeless on Skid Row. But he said when he lived at the Cecil oh, Hotel, yeah. I didn't go above the sick floor. It was lawless up there. Yeah. Just fucking, <laughs> hey man, I don't go, I don't go above six. No way. Like, you'll get fucking murdered. Just chucked out the window on six. Jesus. Like, um, because they go through, basically, they, they the whole idea of when Leslie Nob gets the job there, she's got to renovate it, and then they get a cease and desist when they try to evict it, because it's a residential hotel, which is a new concept to me. And yes. And some people, like, so it was for, like, homeless people, like, released 
retcons and all sorts to live there cheap and just to have a home. So what they did is they created two hotels. So Genius. That is when I heard that, I was like, oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> what could go wrong, eh? <laughs> what could go wrong? But, but the idea behind it that you just you create an entrance at the back of the hotel and a different lobby and you give it a different name so that all your negative stuff on TripAdvisor, which was killing them because of the Cecil Hotel, because of the stuff, all of that's wrapped up in the Cecil Hotel. And they created a hotel called... Stay on Main. Stay on Main, right? Great name. And that was getting great reviews. And so they did... The first three floors were for the residents. The next three floors were for Stay on on Main. And then the rest of it was the Cecil Hotel. And the only shared areas were the lifts. Yeah. From a business point of view, God, that's smart. That is incredibly smart. Because eventually you'll just keep nicking floors from the Cecil Hotel and c- calling it Stay on Main as you as you progress and make it better. Yeah, I was very impressed with that. And I mean, then, it's a con, uh, right? It's still a con, but I mean, it's a bloody good cause, con. Because then that's when the couple from Plymouth come back into it, aren't they? Because they're like... Uh... The lobby was lovely. The lobby. Yeah. <laughs> and then you go upstairs, you got the sticky carpets, you got, you know, the water's a weird colour for some reason, then uh, there's weed wafted in from the fucking, from, from the sixth floor for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> but that, the history of the hotel, they talked about that that fella you talked about yesterday. I'd never heard of this guy. Uh, I hadn't watched Night Stalker. He's just like a, right. a, a murderer reference that but I'd heard before. He lived there, $14 a night. He killed women, kids, the lot. Anyone who left their window open, he'd go in and kill them. Then he'd dump his clothes in a bag outside in the alley and then walk back through the Cecil Hotel. In his underpants covered in blood. And no one batted an eyelid. Ah, no. Classic Cecil Hotel guest. Classic. <laughs> Ricky Ramirez, Fortnite on six. <laughs> Come on and up. To be honest, like if I lived in the Cecil, so if I'm on the eighth floor, I'd go into the alleyway, just like dump a bunch of fake blood on myself, and just stand there, just so no one fucked with me in the elevator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were talking about the tape, weren't they? They were saying that um, you know an employee would have edited it. Now I've recently been trying to use that Adobe Premiere Pro to edit videos. There's no employee of the Cecil Hotel who's able to operate that. I'm sorry, they just would have chucked that tape away. Well, if it went away, then it definitely goes to the employee. But it's odd. It's it's a definitely like an uh, an odd occurrence, and I think this is where the next two episodes are worth watching. What, in my opinion, wh- why do you think it's odd? Because I I didn't think so. It had a few what, seconds. The, uh, 50 it's slowed seconds down. Missing. It's intentionally slowed down, and then it's also cut out the part where you know she's clearly taken by someone and murdered so that would imply that whoever edited it did the murdering or at least had knowledge of the murdering or and here's another theory okay it, mr. It, mr contrarian what we're we going for like controversy well, makes cash and matt wills is fucking, he saw well, a meme once and now we have to argue on all these fucking web uh, episodes but i, I thought because that could have happened right someone has but like i said editing video is really difficult or what could have happened is they've just got shit cctv that that's a fair, 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 fair point. But also, I mean, it's the Cecil Hotel. They're they're not spending money. But the guys watched a hundred hours of the Cecil CCTV. If they were like, oh wait a minute, everyone's moving sixty times slower than they're meant to be, they would have picked up on that earlier. What I don't like is the 
again, it comes back to the YouTubers. I think you create content for them to talk about. Don't allow them on the content, is my opinion, with the YouTubers and the bloggers and that kind of stuff, because they're not experts. It's I I think that I think they are cheap, worthless talking heads in a documentary. But yeah, but that's this, this whole docu series is that they've they've got a half an hour they've got a half an hour program they've stretched it into four hours and gone well we need to make it cheap as well because you know our budgets are tight. How much will those YouTubers charge? Oh, nothing because it's free advertising for their channel. Let's get them in. Very possibly, but it's like the, again the language they use. I don't like white knighting things, and it's just like well, what's I started white knighting? Uh, basically, put yourself as the hero of the situation. Ah, right. I, yes, I think that's what got, they th- do. That's exactly what they do. I don't like white knighting either. And um, it's like I was investigating. Like, were you investigating or were you tweeting about it? Because there's a fucking difference <laughs> to me. <laughs> like. <laughs> Like in years to come, in years to come, right? When you argue with your grandkids about, like, do you know, like the whole generation of, like, my dad fought in that war? Like, yeah. your kids, kids are going to be like, hey, my granddad retweeted that. So you just show some <laughs> fucking respect. My dad voted in that re- referendum. You back the fuck off. Hey, listen, don't you show disrespect to the flag like that. My dad piloted those drones. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I co-founded. I co-founded the Elisa Lam discussion group on Facebook. Well, build this guy a fucking statue. Do you know what I mean? He couldn't even do that on his own. Uh, I I don't even say I co-founded a podcast. <laughs> the thing is, I bragged to my missus right when I set up my YouTube channel years ago. I bragged to my missus, and she just looked at me. She went, "Just so you know, that doesn't take a day and a half." <laughs> It does. You got to pick the right font. My my difference in maturity of talking about my career choices is I now just tell people I'm unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> the, the breaking point. I was at a wedding and and it was like one of our last friends. And I, I love the bits that people get married, but we were getting on. We were going on holiday that night, so it was like we had to get go from one end of London back to ours, get our suitcases, get to Stansted. So like I was not particularly over the mood to fucking be there late and try to fucking match me up with people on the table to talk to. And they went, Rick does comedy. <laughs> he looked and like the problem is, is like it's actually sounds like an interesting job to talk about to, to people who don't do it. So like this guy's attention just zoned in on me. And at the time I was doing like one mirth gig a month. And <laughs> she's like, how's it going? And, like, you don't want to fucking know how it's going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, two I'm... Jack Daniels and Cokes away from suicide. Why don't yeah. you fuck off? Oh, Go he's, a, he's a Newcastle else. fan. He goes, oh yeah, yeah. My my, my dad was a magpie, and uh, I I just think people's unfair on Mike Ashley. We're leaving. How <laughs> 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 about with Joe Pesci? This cunt with a fucking cocktail stick. <laughs> like, <laughs> see your red going up. <laughs> But yeah, so like after that point, I was just like, you've got to stop because people just think I'm going to have like 10 minutes of zingers when that's not (laughs) at all conducive. What's it like where you spend a lot of time in the car and you just you berate yourself after every gig (laughs) and before every gig and during every gig? That's exactly what it's like. Listen, I rolled the dice on having a job I would enjoy. Now, the payoff of that is, <laughs> basically, I could end up in a tent outside the Cecil Hotel for like <laughs> five minutes at the fucking Laugh Factory, all right? 
so the web sleuths, right? Let's get back to the dot, right? So the web sleuths, yeah, they're they're ripping into this, and then it keeps cutting to the English couple. Now the English couple are clearly, I, I know she's Eastern European, but yeah, so we call I did the English click couple first because I was I was almost like, is she like one of these people that are so posh she sounds foreign, like? But no, she's definitely. Yeah, she's got, she's got a bit of an accent, right? But um, she, like I said, they're, they they to me are the the typical London cool couple, right? So just you, just a quick what, sorry, I know it's no, no, there's not on. a whole heap of talk about this one, but I remember talking to someone on a on a stag do, and she said she's from Croatia, so like oh like Eastern Europe is like we don't call it Eastern Europe. I thought because <laughs> <laughs> obviously That's a fair point. That's a very it's just weighted to where we are and what we hear. Do you know what I'm yeah, we we don't. Yeah, like people in China don't refer to themselves as the Far East. I don't think because like, it's <laughs> geographical to where they are. You fucking. <laughs> um, so you keep cutting to this couple, and again, the Chekhov's gun point. Right, you're like, well, these guys are going to play a role at some point because at the moment. And then they start complaining about the water from the tap, like you mentioned. They're like, yeah, the water's all cloudy. There was no pressure from it. And uh, yeah, it tasted funny. It tasted really funny. So we complained to reception. When, when they said we were bathing in it, we were we were washing yeah. our hands in it, we drank it. I was like, why the fuck did you drink it? Why would you? Yeah. Do, do not drink brown water, you fucking idiot. Like, but you did say they lived in Plymouth. So maybe they're like, well, we, it's okay in Plymouth. Uh, we uh, could do, do it what? here. Plymouth doesn't have a lot, but I'm quietly confident it's got clean water. Like, <laughs> I don't think I've been to Plymouth. So... They've complained about the water, and you're like, "Well, okay, well, don't drink the bloody water then." So then, then they got moved. They got moved rooms. They got and moved. I thought, <laughs> I, I thought, I hope they don't put them on sick because <laughs> <laughs> the water is going to be the least of their fucking problems. Well, and they send up um, what is Mister Santiago Lopez, the the maintenance guy, and he goes and checks the four roof water tanks. I was getting American murder flashbacks on this. All right. right, yeah, exactly. So, um, well, he goes and checks the water tanks and lo and behold, he finds a woman's body. Now, at this stage, this woman, and it could, it's her, isn't it, right? I'm like, oh, it might be a different mm. woman, right? Because they've, they've still got another two episodes to go. Um, well, this is what I, I got happy about because that was the spoiler I got. Because I told me, oh, that remember? she was uh, in the water tank. Yeah, it was the guy who right. drove me up for, for the house move. He listens to a bunch of true crime podcasts. He goes, oh, I'm looking forward to that Cecil Hotel. He goes, oh, amazing story. That she turns up in the water tank. I'm like, you fucking dick. Oh, spoilers. So so I am very glad we now have two episodes, which to me indicates there's going to be a there's surprise and someone caught. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Because this is the midpoint. You could have done it in one episode by, yeah. by, by a lot. By a, by a lot, but now you've got two more to go, and I think there's something decent coming that I don't know about, which I'm excited for. So he goes and he goes to the water tank, finds the body. Now here's my question, right? They got a dog who followed her scent up to the roof, and then the dog lost the scent. But how did the fourteen police officers who were looking for the body miss the water tanks for nineteen days? Nineteen yeah. days. I see the cutscenes of those dogs dragging the police officers along, and let me tell you, I've got a dog that walks like that, and you want to be done as quick as fucking possible. <laughs> right? 
How triggered do you think those fucking dogs were going through the Cecil Hotel? There's a cadaver in every room. Just yeah, one, absolutely. Unfortunately, yeah, only yeah. one that's a cute tourist. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, it's a hundred thousand semen smells. Oh, this is disgusting. So, Amy Price, manager of the hotel, what would you do when you hear about the body in the water tank? Who's the first person you would call? Well, I, 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 first thing I would do is I tell my staff not to fucking talk about it in the media. I don't know. That's, I think that's really important with your morals there. We don't want any bad trip advisor reviews off this. The Plymouth couple outside bitching about the water. I don't need fucking this coming back. Well, the thing is, the first person she phones before the lead detective, because she knows they're not really up on it, she phones her mum just as says, there's some bad stuff coming our way. Just be careful. That's a weird call to make. I reckon at the end we're going to see her burping. I think she knows something. <laughs> Spoilers. We're not going to give any more away on the burping. Um, you then see like over 100 people from emergency services were on the roof. And that's 86 more than were up there originally. And at least they, they've got something to look at, right? Now, yeah, her body was quite badly decomposed. All the clothes were in the bottom of the tank. And then the cop said this. And this proper tickled me. The whole thing was suspicious. You don't normally find people floating in water tanks, especially naked ones. Really, Mr. Police Officer, I'm starting to see how you missed everything. If you were the cop in charge, mate, you, what do you do when you malpractice? There's got to be a malpractice suit here. Oh, we've got some documentaries about what happens when you try that shit. <laughs> don't take on the police. But um, yeah, and it, it kind of wraps up with it's the casino pit boss police officer, not the, not the, uh, the, the back alley cop. Yeah, yeah. Who um, uh, he went, we checked the roof. So they're trying to say like, was she hidden somewhere and then chucked up there? But again, getting there's got to be more CCTV. Well, maybe it's not the elevator. I don't know. There's, this is what this is. This is where I'm intrigued. I kind of want to know how it got from A to B to C, and then if possible, who did it? Okay. I mean, it's but, sad that those are my priorities, but <laughs> no, yeah. Okay. Well then, um, and then wrapping it up, the final scene is Mister, as we're now going to call him, Mister White Knight. That was John Sabani, the web sleuth. And God, he said, I never met, I never met her. So why did I feel so sad about the news about her body? Well, maybe it's because someone else's misery distracted you from yours. Maybe it's because you thought you'd have to shut down the Facebook page that you'd set up for her. I I have used uh, a litany, a litany of excuses in my time. But I'll tell you what, the next time I'm in a fucking dead-end job, I'm going to be like, listen, I was solving murders last night. Leave me the fucking Lord. That's why I'm half an hour late, John. I'm a web sleuth, God damn it. And then I'm a shelf stacker second. But web sleuths first. I was called to it. So, are you looking forward to the next episode, Matt? All right, now, right, hang on. Before we do that, right? So... John John Sabani, the web sleuth, right? His insincerity is overwhelming. And he said this, we have to find justice for this woman. You're an unemployed dental nurse who's probably, you're not a proper cop. Go back to, go find a fucking job, son. I know, because this is the thing. I mean, this is why, I mean, it's not always easy just to talk about a different documentary every week, but it is a format we can continue. Yeah. So... Because there's always going to be fucking idiots like John Sabani. Whereas 
Whereas this guy is now tied his wagon to a crime that might be solved in the near future and everything goes away for attention. So now he's got to find some, I guarantee, like I'll put that, I see the blazer, I see the t-shirt under the blazer. That guy is telling you space is bullshit and the earth is flat. That is exactly what he's doing now. Well, it's funny because I I think this documentary is bullshit. I it it's a half an hour documentary that they've stretched. I I've said that twelve times already. That's my thirteenth time. And how can Ron Howard be involved in this? He made a Star Wars film. Star Wars, Rick. Yeah, they couldn't have been cut down, could they? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, the new Darth Vader. He's a moody teenager. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Kylo Ren, he likes base jumping. Shut up. <laughs> He's meant to have the force. The most fascinating thing about that was the size of his Adam's apple. But I was, I must admit, I was more gripped in this episode than I was in the last episode. I was episode. very happy that we weren't waiting four episodes to be like, oh, she was in the water tank. We don't know how. Uh, yeah, so there's something else coming, right? And tomorrow, uh, the next one is going to be... And then in the seventies at the Cecil, they really listen to <laughs> they listen to a lot of discos that are throwing people out the windows. And then at the end, they're gonna go, and they then they find the shoe. <laughs> oh, do you know what I mean? Like, and then and then the fourth one's going to be like whichever fucking acne ridden fucking guy living in his mom's basement found the right fucking time code for what happened. I think you're right. They're going to do ten minutes on the three to one sand cement ratio that they use to build the place and the rebar. And then the final five minutes. Oh yeah! By the way, we've now got CCTV footage of a guy walking in on his un- on his underwear, covered in blood, <laughs> going, "Yeah, I don't like foreign people." Just and, walking uh, past the lady from Croatia, going, "This water tastes disgusting." <laughs> like, Madam, <laughs> good day. <laughs> but what about that poor Plymouth couple? They got caught as they were walking out. No, they went out intentionally. They went. They they fobbed them off at the front desk. So the only thing they could do is go. No, and they talk had their to suitcases reporters. with them. They were leaving. Yeah, but they they you if you watch that again, buddy. They they say the only thing we could do is go and talk to interviewers. <coughs> right. Okay. But she said I was traumatized. I'm never going to get over drinking that water. I think the funny. I mean, PTSD. Again, I always, I always PTSD. look into. To daft dynamics, and that is a couple are terrible at sharing a story. Like there was no bouncing off and clicking yeah, yeah. on to each other. They were. He's just like, oh, inside the hotel, and she's like, my shoes were horrible. And like, what are you talking about? And, and like, she's even on the news going, we've been drinking this water for ten days. I'm like, stop telling people I drank dead girl water. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Would they not go sick? Because my missus heard that bit, and she says in the Walking Dead, if they drink water and it's had a dead body in it they die it, uh, you get cholera from that <laughs> do you know what if if it turns out that this started the zombie apocalypse but it's just been cornered in skid row that'll be amazing go yeah they eat brains down there now <laughs> it's just the way they do it yeah yeah, yeah. we made, it, we made it, a good tv show about it but yeah we managed to contain it to just this scummy area of los angeles and it's cheaper than bringing in psychiatrists and doctors to try to help these poor people significantly yeah. cheaper uh, here's what I think is going to happen. Oh, I right, reckon, okay. You, this is your Jack the Ripper. I know who did it. I reckon Michael Dorner, the cop killer, is going to find the murderer and all is forgiven. It's going to be a real twist in the tail. I think he's going to... Yeah, and it turns out he was actually killing corrupt coppers that were stopping for murders getting getting found. 
Yeah, maybe. I, I, that's that's what it needs to get a five right now. <laughs> I, I've got a genuine feeling that somehow the uh, the manager's involved, and I don't know how. Even though I quite like her, but there's something I don't know. Something just doesn't feel right to me. But She's I don't want to turn much... into a web sleuth. That's why I'm not pinning anything on anything. Oh yeah, yeah. And I've mentioned it plenty of times. There are some groups about American murder when they're like, mm, "He's innocent. He's innocent." Chris Watts didn't do this. He was doing. He was taking protein shakes. They did it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the new thing. Protein shakes. You don't understand. Those shits make you very aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> they are quite bad. Right. I'm, here's what I'm going to do now. I'm going to. Uh, I'm just going to go and watch the third episode. Let's get it done. Yeah, then, I'm. I'm, I'm going to check that in a sec. I've got a, a COVID test to post. Very exciting. Okay. Uh, and, um, the times I, we live in. Oh, I got the all clear. So I probably haven't killed you by getting you to move me house. So. Damn. That means I'm available. I'm, so I'm available if you're listening to move more houses. Then. <laughs> <laughs> I was worried. You give me you give me your house number. Yes, I was like, is he planning on committing suicide? What, <laughs> what the fuck is this? Is this a red flag? I don't understand this. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case. There's right. A so that goes off in his hand when he turns fifty. <laughs> it's, like it's time. <laughs> it's all downhill. So thank you very much for downloading this documentary. Thanks for sticking with it. Uh, sorry, this uh, podcast of discussing documentaries. Thanks for sticking with us. If you haven't seen the third episode, let's come come and watch it oh, with me. And if you, I'm off if, now. If you enjoy uh, what's talking about the docuseries, we have so much content on the Patreon feed for just £5 a month. Which Matt hasn't set up yet, so so that's why Matt's not optimistic. He's got to figure out how to do that, but that's that's what we're doing. Uh, if you listen to this post uh, in the future, I see a lot of reading in my future. Right. <laughs> if you're not listening to this live somehow, that that hopefully exists by now. Otherwise, Matt is once again going to miss out on employee of the month. <laughs> <laughs> right. Say goodbye, my man. Right, take it easy. Goodbye. <laughs>